Welcome to TTC for Success on the Go. This is Arish. Welcome back, folks. And we are getting into that um, December time period where we're in between two vacations and ready for our holiday. Okay, that's a wonderful concept, right? We all want a vacation time. And the kids will be home. And usually, you know, it's a time for the family to get reunited and, and just have some quality time. However... If you have a high-risk kid, it can also be called the bewitching hour, which basically means the stress of the holidays, the countdown, all the interactions and the stress and the pace, it can be a catastrophe for some kids. So let's get prepared. I've been asked a couple times about what is a crisis? You know, like, how do I know what to do? Do I call the police? What, how do I know I'm in trouble? Okay, let's first get rid of the word crisis. There's really no such thing as a crisis. Let's be honest, people. Crisis just simply means that you don't know what to do. It's not a crisis. You just don't know what to do in that moment. So be fair to yourself. What do you know to do? Have you used it in the past and did it work? If you've done it in the past and it did not work, please, for the love of God, stop doing it. Let's figure out something else. And that's where your team at TTC is here to help you. Now, we do have a six-step intervention plan that is available to all of you. It can be either downloaded on an app for your cell phone or it can be printed out for you. I know when you're in a moment where your heart's pumping and the kid is really tripping out, you're not going to (laughs) read. You're going to be kind of going in the, you know, fight or flight mode. But that too is a different training, right? We have to learn not to be reactive. It is so scary when a kid starts to make aggressive statements to harm themselves or harm somebody else, when they're throwing and breaking things in your house, when they just seem to be out of sorts. It is scary as a parent to see your child out of control. Please believe I'm not minimizing the agony that you go through. But I will say in every crisis that I've intervened in, I have to always start with what is the child doing that is dangerous? That's the key word, folks, danger. If the child is being destructive, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are in danger or you are in danger. Yeah, your stuff might be in danger, but at the, you know, come on, it's material stuff. Okay, are they in a situation where they have access to something dangerous, something that they could potentially use as a weapon or something that they could ingest or in some way or shape, you know, harm themselves or you with? Okay, now you have a critical situation and that might require intervention. But if there's nothing that is potentially posing somebody direct injury or harm and it's more on the verbal level or it's more on the making a mess or destroying things that are around them, that is the first step to recognizing what to do. Generally speaking, kids will act out of need. When a child is destructive or verbally aggressive, their need is some level or measure of of attention seeking. Disengagement can be useful in this moment unless you have a character who escalates because you're now disconnected. So you have to know your kiddo. 
Now, step two, in their actions, are they breaking a law? You know, this is like a stupid thing to think about, but you know, you got to think about it for the future for them. Are they doing something that would be illegal? If that is the case, and if you sense that they could potentially hurt themselves or somebody else, okay, now we got an action plan here that we got to move forward with, and we might have to call the authorities. But before we get there, let's first ask ourselves, will this situation quiet down if I leave the kid alone? If I back out of this argument, if I stop making demands of them at this particular moment, not saying to excuse them from whatever they got to do, but just in this moment, if we all take a break, will this kid self-soothe? Huge question to ask yourself. Now, there's melodrama, right? Sometimes kids will go on there and they will say things that sound absolutely ridiculous. Ask them how they're going to do it. If they're making threats, ask them their plan. Okay, well, how are you going to do that? And then what are you going to do? And if that happens, then what's going to happen? Get a sense of their planning skills. If they are not mentioning anything that is, quote, viable, which means they don't have access to whatever they're saying, it's not realistic, then you know you don't have an emergency where it requires the authorities, okay? You can handle it yourself. And for specifics on that, that means like if your child says, well, I'm going to take an atomic bomb and blow up the garage, they don't have an atomic bomb. Come on now. If they say to you, I'm going to... um, find cyanide and kill and and drink it in a potion of Coca-Cola, they don't have access to cyanide. Now, do you ignore what they're saying? Oh, God, no. You make sure that anything that could potentially be poisonous, right, or ingested absolutely gets removed out of their sight and you watch the heck out of them. You report to their counselors immediately as well. Suicidal ideation tends to be the go-to for a lot of kids these days. They like to make the threats. They want to see what you're going to do. Hey, Talk about it. Okay, so you're having these thoughts. You're saying these things. What's your plan? Let's talk about it. Talking about suicide doesn't mean that you're condoning it. It's a way of opening up the dialogue to understand where the child's needs are coming from and where they're stuck. Ten to one, they're just using that as a, as a replacement word because they don't know what else to explain their distress. Um, they don't know how, how to really get you to understand the feelings they have. And maybe their emotional vocabulary is not developed enough. So you got to give it to them. We do have tools that show them different words and emojis and things that can help facilitate that if your kid is in that corner. A lot of it you're going to have to turn deaf ear to. They may be saying it, but that doesn't mean that they have a plan or the, the means with to carry it through. So you need to always not react. It's so hard, though. You hear your baby struggling and you, you hear the words and maybe they're cussing you out at the same time. It makes you feel scared. But the worst thing you can do is overreact. And you really want to listen for intent and specific threat. Imminent danger means that somebody has the ability and the means, like a plan, to do something. If you hear any of that, heck yeah, you got a crisis. And now we need to get some other people involved. But people, don't overdo it. If it's your fear versus what's happening, we got to keep the two separate. If you're stressed out or fatigued or annoyed or really tired of this crap, you got to keep that separate from that reaction. I know this is not easy stuff, but we're heading into the holiday times where you're going to see a lot of kids tip the scale. 
Space is huge. Preventative is everything. Talk to them in advance. If you know your kid is a hot rod around the holidays, talk to them in advance. Give them a safe option. Hey, when you're done and you're fed up and you're ready, you're going to flip out, this is what I need you to do. And if you do it, I'm going to reward you. I'm going I'm to be proud of him, be happy. We'll all appreciate it. So could you please do that? Now, get your game plan down. If they do go there, what do you do? Contact your team immediately. If you cannot reach anybody on your TTC team, then if you truly feel that you're in danger or the child is in danger, absolutely contact 911. You can call the CAT team in. For some counties, they have a direct number. Sometimes you have to call the police. Depends on where you live. But be aware that you're going to have to be very careful in your language when you talk to these officials because they speak a special code. Now, that's going to be another podcast there right there in terms of speaking the language of the authorities and the hospitals because they don't speak like us. And when a parent is stressed out, we're lucky if we even have the proper clothing on to greet a stranger into our home, right? So, yeah, mom's penciling that eyebrow, put your bra on, do what you got to do, dad, make sure you got some clothing on proper, okay? These are the stressful moments of being a parent with a high-risk kid. We don't get a chance to always look at, you know, how are we presenting ourselves to those authority figures in that moment. But, hey, you made it this far. You're not going anywhere now. We're going to get you there. Just remember, it's not a crisis. It's just a moment where you're not sure what to do. Ask for help. That's what we're here for. I'm going to send all of you energy and pray that nothing goes down this week or this next week or this next week into the holiday time for you. We want to get into 2022 in a peaceful, safe way. But check out your six-step crisis guide. Check out the app for parents in terms of response plans and work with your team to do the preventative work. We don't need to wait to the last hour to react. That's not helpful. If we've done it before and it didn't work, let's not do it anymore, folks. Let's get into this holiday season and let's have some bliss and some cheer. You got this. All right. Be well.